Welcome to the Naked Wellness Podcast. As a qualified nutritionist, I'm here to strip away the nonsense and get down to the bare essentials of nutrition and wellness. Join us as we debunk myths, chat with top-notch experts, and serve up practical tips that will leave you feeling empowered. Get ready to uncover the naked truth about living your healthiest life. Let's undress. Welcome back to the Naked Wellness Podcast. I am so excited to have you here today and I am so excited to be here today because it is the month of March and we are doing things a little bit different this month. For the month of March, I will not be in your ears on a Wednesday. I will instead be in your ears on a Monday. The reason for this is this month, I am actually welcoming you to the Munchable March Mission Series. Oh my God, is that a tongue twister or is that a tongue twister? But what I have done is I have designed this series to help you conquer binge eating and go into Easter feeling more in control around food than you ever have before. I know you're probably sitting there and you're like, okay, why is she creating this series? Why the heck is it free? And this is because I used to be stuck in this toxic restrict and binge cycle. So I know how fucking overwhelming the holidays can be. I totally understand how nerve wracking it can be going into Easter or Christmas or whatever holiday you have when you don't actually feel like you're in complete control over food. Right? You are thinking about what you should have, what you shouldn't have. Maybe you've restricted, maybe you've overeaten. You are so fixated on the food that you aren't actually able to be present with those that you care about, with your friends, with your family, whoever you are spending the quality time with. And my ultimate goal is honestly to help as many amazing women as I possibly can to take back complete control over food and to stop the binge eating once and for all. And I truly, genuinely want you to experience what it's like to have holidays or to celebrate and for food to be stress-free, enjoyable, for you to not overeat, for you to not binge eat, for you to not experience any food guilt or shame or anything like that. And that is exactly why I've created this 28-day Munchable series, because this Munchable series is going to help you start to get there. It's going to allow you to see what life can actually look like when you have complete control over food and the food isn't controlling you. So how this 28-day series works is for every day for the 28 days, we have one small task that we have to tick off or one lesson that we get to learn for that day. Now, I have broken down the 28 days, obviously, into four different weeks, and each week has a different category, right? So week one is all about mindset. Week two is all about food. Week three is all about self-care. And week four is all about actually starting to learn how you can handle Easter and stay in control over food. Each Monday for the month of March, I will be releasing a podcast episode that explains each of these individual tasks for that week. But you also do have a downloadable copy of the 28 day missions in the show notes. So make sure you download this PDF, you print it off, you stick it up somewhere you can cross off the days and tick them off. You save it to your phone, you save it to your tablet, your computer, whatever it is that you feel like you individually need to be able to see it and to be able to work through it. Because one of the biggest things is, is when we start something and it's not in our side, it's out of mind, right? So I want you to be able to put this, whether it's the background of your computer, of your phone, whether it's an alarm that goes off to remind you to check in on that daily lesson or task or whatever it is for that day to do. Because I guarantee if you actually take this day by day, 
you will progress with your relationship with yourself and your relationship with food. So this is our 28 day Munchable March mission series to help you to conquer binge eating and go into Easter feeling more in control than you ever have before. And without further ado, let's dive in to week one of this yummy Munchable series. So as I said earlier, week one is all about the mindset. And when I'm talking about the mindset, I'm actually talking about shifting the mindset patterns around food, around body image, and also around your self-worth. So as you can see on your downloadable PDF of the 28 day Munchable March mission, which you can find in the show notes, you will see that day one is all about journaling. Now I have two journal prompts for you that I want you to sit down and really reflect on. And I know I always say this for me on my journey with healing my relationship with food and myself, journaling was a huge component of this, but I also understand that journaling is not for everybody. However, you can approach this journaling in any way that you feel. If you're a pen to paper, person, absolutely go for it. If you are a note section on your phone, go for it. If you like to type it out on the computer, amazing. Or if you actually just like to sit there and think about the answers to these questions, go for it as well. But actually creating that space and that time for you to reflect on this is going to be so incredibly powerful. So the two journal prompts that I have for you, the first one is when you are 85 years old, looking back on your life, what is one thing that you feel like you have spent too much time worrying about? And what is one thing that you feel like you will have spent not enough time doing? The second journal prompt is all about, I want you to think about if somebody was getting up and doing a speech about you at your funeral, what do you actually want them to say about you? What do you want to be remembered for? We live in this world where there is so much focus and emphasis put on our body weight, shape and size, yet we forget that our self-worth has nothing to do with that. We forget that at the end of the day, we don't remember people for what they looked like, what the size was on the scale or the number on the clothing. Like I would have no idea, the people that I care about, I would have no idea how much they weigh or what the sizing of their clothes are. No fucking idea. Nor do I give two flying fucks, sorry, my language. But honestly, like that's dead set true. I will remember them for the impact that they had on me. Same for you. People will remember you for the impact that you had on them. So you want to be there. You want to be present. You want to be enjoying each and every moment of life that you can because there is not a destination in life. It is a journey and we've got to start to embrace that journey. So I want you to sit down and reflect on these two questions and journal prompts. Write them down. If you are willing to share your journal prompt answers with me, I would love that. So head over to my Instagram, which is KJ Wellness, three S's, and send me through a picture or send me through a brain dump, a voice memo, a text message of what you came up with. I would love to freaking hear it. Now, day two is actually doing a huge wardrobe clean out. I want you to kind of like cleanse this space. The wardrobe should be a space that you go to that is inviting stress-free. I cannot tell you how many years I lived where my wardrobe was the most uninviting place. I would go in there, it would be like an absolute bomb had gone off because every time I wanted to go out, I couldn't find anything that I felt I looked good in or that fit me properly. It just sat funny on my body, but I held onto these clothes because I thought that, oh, but it's fine. When I lose a bit of weight, it'll look better and yada, yada, yada. But no, it doesn't work like that. The clothes are meant to fit you. You're not meant to try and morph your body into fitting these clothes. I guarantee you, if you have one of those pieces of clothing in your wardrobe that's like, you see it and you're like, oh, let's just, let's just try it on. Let's just see if it fits this time. Get rid of it. Pack it up, put it in a box, put it in a bag. I want us to do a massive cleanse of the wardrobe and really create it to be this space that's inviting 
that's stress-free. And I want you to let go of this idea that you have to try and morph your body into fitting into everything, every single thing in your wardrobe. It's not true. It's not fun. And it actually just makes us feel so much more shit than any good. So we're cleansing that space, right? It's actually a form of self-care and self-respect to have a wardrobe that is inviting and stress-free. Now, Day three, strengths and qualities. Oh, this is a touchy subject because if I had you on the phone right now and I was like, all right, list to me all of your strengths and qualities, it would be tough, right? Us as humans, and especially in Australia, we have tall poppy syndrome where we chop ourselves down to meet the level of everybody else. And it's really hard for us to talk about what we're good at and our strengths and our qualities. I want you to actually physically sit down and write down your own individual strengths and qualities. What are you good at? And I want you to recognize yourself for being good at these things and actually celebrate yourself because so often we put ourselves down, tear ourselves apart, berate ourselves, tell us we're not good enough. We haven't achieved X, Y, and Z. You need to be better. You need to do better. Yet you forget to celebrate yourself for everything that you have actually achieved, for what you are good at, for your strengths and qualities that you do have. Yeah, we can all improve 100 but that does not not mean that we're not fucking awesome at some things too so i want you to sit down and actually start to shift your perspective of yourself and recognize your strengths and qualities again do it however that feels good for you pen to paper phone note section of your phone computer i don't care just sit down and actually physically write them if you want to take that to a whole other level verbally say them out loud to somebody else if you're doing this with a friend verbally share it with each other i challenge you to that it's a whole another ballpark when you actually have to say it to somebody but i you get to you actually get to celebrate yourself for how amazing you are day four self-acceptance practices now i didn't label specific self-acceptance practices because this can look different for everybody else but i want you to sit and think okay what is one way that i can actually show my body and my mind and my environment, that self-acceptance. Now, I think it is absolute bullshit to think that we are going to wholeheartedly love every single part of us. And I think this is where the body positivity movement can take it a little bit too far sometimes in the sense of I'm, I get to stand in front of the mirror and adore myself and love every part. I don't think that's actually 100% true or accurate, but even if you don't love yourself, I wholeheartedly believe you can still accept parts of you that you're not going to fully love and that's okay. But in order to do this, you have to give your body hardcore physical evidence of you actually accepting yourself. So this could be some examples of self-acceptance practices could actually be spending time rubbing moisturizer into your body and putting doing skincare, face mask, taking a bath. For some people, it literally could just be a self-acceptance practice could be carving out five minutes in the morning to just sit and drink a coffee in peace to journal, to take yourself out on a walk, to call somebody that you know you should be calling and connecting with. It could be just to pour back into your own cup, take yourself out on a solo date. It could be to brush your hair, to put makeup on that day. Just something that actually proves to yourself that you are wholeheartedly accepting yourself, even if you don't love it all. But that's okay. So I want you to think about what could a self-acceptance practice be for you today? Day five, rewrite your narrative. Now, this is a tough one, but I kind of like how we've we've been warming up to this, right? We've done a bit of journaling. We've done a bit of a cleanse of our wardrobe. We've started to dive into this uncomfortable feeling of sitting and writing our strengths and qualities. We've shown up physically for ourselves yesterday. Today is all about rewriting your narrative. Now, when it comes to writing a narrative, this can be really tricky for a lot of people because some people might be like, well, I don't know who I am, right? 
but you probably have an idea of who you want to be and where you want to get to. So even if you start with that and then work backwards, that's so fine. When I'm talking about your narrative, we all have this idea of how people perceive us and who we should be showing up as. So I want you to currently write who you think you are and who you think you need to be showing up as every single day. And then I want you to actually sit and rewrite this narrative into who that person is that you want to become. So for an example, for a long period of time, I had this idea of, especially when I was first started studying nutrition, that I was going to be a nutritionist. I was studying nutrition. So I had to be eating only fruits and vegetables and I had to be active and I had to uphold this image that I thought I had to. And that was a narrative that I had written about myself. But when I envisioned this version of myself that I wanted to be, it was somebody who had control over food. It was somebody who enjoyed all foods and had dessert completely stress-free and guilt-free and didn't have that unhealthy relationship with food. And so by me reflecting and looking at this narrative that I wanted to become and be allowed me to actually then start to take the actions that aligned with that, right? And this is what you get to do. You get to look at, okay, I'm starting to shift my perspective and my mindset on who I am, but where I want to be. And then I can look at the different tasks, daily actions, whatnot that I have to do to get there. Day six, identifying your triggers. Now this is triggers for overeating, emotional eating, binge eating. I want you to actually start to get really, really clear and honest with yourself. And this can be hard to do. I wholeheartedly accept and understand that, but I want you to start to just take notice. Okay. So on the days that I'm feeling like shit and it's been really stressful, I crave chocolate on the days that I'm really happy or I've hung out with X, Y, and Z. I don't even think about food on the days that I, um, am in a different environment, I crave X, Y, and Z, or I feel like I don't have control over X, Y, and Z. I want you to actually start to get really clear on what these triggers are for you. By understanding and having that level of awareness, it's going to allow you to just start to, to pinpoint different parts together, or put the puzzle pieces together, right? That is then going to allow you as you go through this journey to take back more and more control. So it's not about necessarily now having the toolkit to know what to do it's actually just about sitting down and reflecting on the past couple of weeks and what you feel like are those major triggers for you in feeling like you don't have that control over food like i said as we go through the next couple of weeks we'll start to implement more strategies to take back that control but for now it's just actually identifying what those triggers even are and the last day for week one is actually taking yourself out on a solo day Go throw yourself in the deep end. If going to the movies by yourself or taking yourself out for a meal feels a little bit too scary right now, that's okay. If it doesn't, 100% go for it. Like, pop off queen, definitely do it. But even taking yourself out to the park and enjoying a coffee or going for a beach walk by yourself or going for a drive somewhere and just taking your journal with you, whatever feels really nice and like a date and that you would actually enjoy going on, take yourself there. It could be going out for a meal. It could be going out for a coffee and a slice of cake. It could be the cinemas. It could be the beach. It could be going on shopping. So many different ideas, but I want you to push yourself outside your comfort zone and start to understand that you get to be one of your own best friends. You get to shift your perspective into having this confidence and this love and respect and care for yourself. And let me just tell you, it can be like so, so fun when you are actually kind to yourself and you get along with yourself rather than spending every day 
feeling like you're competing with yourself and you're tearing yourself down because you think that you're not good enough. You're good enough. You're amazing. And you get to start to treat yourself like that too. So that's all of our daily tasks for week one. Huge shifts are going to happen this week. Might feel a little bit emotional. You might bring things to the surface that you were like, I didn't even know that was there. And that's okay. That's all part of this. We are really becoming aware and starting to really shift that mindset. It's one thing to tell ourselves one thing, but it's a whole nother thing to actually then action it, right? And at the end of the day, action speaks so much louder than words. So we need to prove to ourselves that you physically have that care, that respect, and you're willing to make the mindset shifts. So that is week one done with the tasks keep me updated send me through pictures photos messages voice memos of how you're going on this journey like i said you have the whole full downloadable pdf in the show notes come over and connect with me on my instagram which is kj wellness with three s's and i will chat with you in the next podcast episode very soon which is talking all about week two and the food side of this journey which is exciting i will catch you there until then you take care and good luck with week one